You're listening to The Collective Church Podcast. For more information, please visit our website, thecollectivechurch.ca.za. For those of you that have heard a whole bunch of this message before, the Holy Spirit encouraged me that we don't teach wise and persuasive words. Actually, we speak the words that are anointed by the Holy Spirit. And so if you've heard this before, don't worry, because each word from the, from the Bible contains the Spirit in it. And so you can expect an encounter with the Prince of Peace himself. And so just as you hear the message again, just let the Holy Spirit minister to you this morning. So this is such a wonderful opportunity. I'm very excited to share with you some of what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to my heart over the last 10 days or so. Friends, I want to remind you of a scripture that was spoken over our community at the very beginning, and it is from Isaiah 32 verse 2. It is called the king and his princes and princesses, Uh, That's Jesus and his sons and daughters. In the Passion Translation, it says, Look, a new era begins. A king will reign with righteousness and his princes and princesses according to justice. Each will be a hiding place from the stormy wind and a secret shelter from the tempest. Life will flow from each one like streams of water in the desert like the refreshing shade of a massive rock in a weary, thirsty land. Then at last, eyes that are ready to see will finally be opened, and ears that are ready to hear will finally be opened. The world is ready to see and hear Jesus. And you and I are to be a hiding place from the storm. You and I are to be a shelter from the tempest that is raging and a place where life and hope and peace flow. This is our moment, sons and daughters. This is the moment for the church to arise. And I don't want you for one second to miss this beautiful opportunity. The world is waiting to meet Jesus. We are sons and daughters of our heavenly father, and we want to bring the reality of heaven to earth. There is a reality of the time that we live in right now, and that's very real. It is uncertain. It is full of chaos. It is scary. And then there's a higher reality. And that is what's happening in heavenly places with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father. And in heaven, hope and peace are exploding. And you know what? That's where we are. We are hidden in Christ in heavenly places. That's where the source of our life is. And so I want to encourage you today that you are ministers of the gospel. We tend to think that it's the superstars on the stage at conferences, maybe the church leaders, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists that are the ones that minister the gospel. But Ephesians 4 tells us something completely different. It says the church leaders and the the gifts of apostles, prophets, evangelists are here to equip you to be ministers of the gospel. Can we just let that sink in? You and I are here to be full-time ministers of the gospel of Jesus. There are no superstars. We are all sons and daughters, and we are here to do the stuff. And right now, people are needing miracles of healing and provision of hope and peace, and we are the carriers of that. And we may not be able to meet over coffee, But you can reach out, ask the Holy Spirit for divine strategy to be the shelter in the storm, to be the life givers and the hope givers at this time. I believe that 
The Holy Spirit's going to give us divine strategy and wisdom to know how to bring hope and truth and peace and healing and see multiple salvations at this moment in history. So I'm going to speak this morning about being men and women of peace. Very, very apt in this time. Um, obviously, our world is navigating an unfolding pandemic and we are grappling with a new way of living at this time. And yet the Holy Spirit's promise that he has given us peace, lasting and beyond human understanding is as true in this moment as it was a month ago. And that's where we wanna root ourselves and ground ourselves, that sons and daughters are men and women of peace. So let's read that scripture again that Rob just referred to. It's just been coming through again and again this week. Philippians 4 verse 6 to 8. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, but read in your, uh, the translation that you have at home and just refer back. There's beautiful multi-layered meanings in the scriptures that we can delve into. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. There, when you listen to the news, the real and fake news, you can be pulled in multiple directions at this moment. Is this still true? Don't be pulled in different directions and don't be worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life and then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. I just want to pull out one or two things from this text. First of all, saturated in prayer. When I was a teenager and I just recommitted my life in a youth context to the Lord, this worried me. Um, other versions say, pray continuously. I was like, what does that look like? Do I run to the bathroom cubicle kind of once an hour and just saturate myself in prayer and kind of pray for five minutes and then run back to normal life? And this saturated in prayer has become so clear to me that this is really about fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's about becoming aware of his presence in every moment of every life, of, of everyday life, of turning our attention and our affection to the presence of the Holy Spirit in every moment, it's very easy. He's with us, he's not going anywhere. And it's turning towards him. It's being part of a conversation where I bring my requests, where I tell him every detail of my life. And it's a conversation because he speaks back. And sometimes when we're so bullet pointing our desperate demands to the Lord, we actually can't hear what he's saying. So it's beautiful to remind ourselves he's with us and this is a conversation. And he reminds us of his thoughts, of his voice, and of his assuring presence all the time. So saturated in prayer. And then a peace that trans transcends human understanding makes answers known to us through Jesus. Another translation says the peace of God which transcends or goes beyond human understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. What's so important to me in this moment is that peace becomes our God. What we tend to do is that we guard fear and we guard uncertainty and we guard our worries because we don't know what to do with them and we hold onto them white knuckled. It is the presence of the Holy Spirit, that's the spirit of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the spirit of the Prince of Peace that is our God. He is guarding our heart and he's the one that needs to show us, wow, there's fear, there's anxiety, let's pull that out. Let's hear my heart. Let's read my truth for the situation. So we root ourselves in peace and not in fear 
and not in uncertainty. I want to have a quick look at what Jesus says about this very concept uh, at the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, verse 8. What bliss you experience when your heart is pure, for then your eyes will be open to see more and more of God. When our heart is full of fear and anxiety and worry, it's very difficult to see what, what God is doing and to hear what he's saying. That's why the Lord says, it's beautiful when your heart is pure. And that job is friendship with the Holy Spirit. It's learning to lean into the presence of Jesus with you and help. He's helping you to pull out those things so that we can see more and more of God. At this time, we need to see what God is doing and we need to hear what he is saying more than we ever have needed in our whole lives. And so becoming dependent on the Holy Spirit to guard our hearts at this time is so crucial. And then verse 9, how joyful you are when you make peace, when you are peacemakers, for then you will be recognized as a true child of God. True children are men and women of peace. Isn't that beautiful? True children are men and women of peace. And the truth is, is that peace is something that starts in our inner world and it extends to our outer world. And that's where we need to learn to depend on the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you're not carrying peace here, you're not going to be ministering peace out there. We are to be men of women and women of peace. And so friendship with the Holy Spirit right now, communion with him and learning to yield into the person of the Holy Spirit with us. Friends, that is the gift of the cross. We are not orphans, we are not abandoned, and we are not alone. Jesus has left his spirit with us, assuring us of the place that we're seated, of our salvation, of what's happening in heaven, assuring us and making that a reality in our lives. And this is a beautiful opportunity to learn in a deeper way to yield to the presence of the Holy Spirit. So I want to quickly define what peace is. And in Psalm 34, in the message translation, it says, make peace your life motto. Isn't that beautiful? Make peace your life motto. And then in the um, Passion Translation, Brian Simmons translates the Hebrew word shalom. Let's have a little look at what shalom means. Peace can sound quite sentimental, a little bit airy-fairy, a little bit new agey. Oh, it would be nice if peace descended on me if I went up to a mountain and hid. That's not the peace we're talking about. Our peace is not fragile. And it does not take 10 steps to reach a place of peace. That's the new age philosophy. You are not able to achieve peace. Your peace is fragile. The peace that is given to you is because of the presence of the Prince of Peace living inside of you. That's what we rest in. We rest in that finished work of the cross. So let's look at what Shalom peace is. This word shalom means more than peace. It means wholeness, wellness, well-being, safe, happy, friendly, completeness, favor, to make peace, secure, prosper, be victorious, be content, tranquil, quiet, and restful. The pictographic symbol for the word shalom reads, destroy the authority that binds to chaos. Destroy the authority that bounds to chaos. There is chaos in the world and we are not bound to the world. 
we are bound to shalom peace. Can we just let that sink in? These last two weeks, I've been saying to Rob, I'm saying with the Holy Spirit, I cut off the ties that bind to chaos in my life, to trauma in my life. Holy Spirit, I cut that in Jesus' name. I am bound to shalom peace. I am not bound to chaos. Shalom is used to describe those of us who have been provided all that is needed to be whole and complete and break off all authority that would attempt to bind us to chaos. That is the finished work of the cross. We have been given everything we need to be whole and complete and be separated from chaos and bound as love slaves to peace and hope and joy. It is, it is good news. That's why it's called good news, because it's really, really, really good news. Jesus was known as a man of joy amongst his friends. He was a man who modeled friendship with the Holy Spirit. Let that be your resolute decision to pursue friendship with the Holy Spirit in a deeper way than you ever have before. Jesus followed in obedience. The Holy Spirit was the fellowship between Father and Son. And he followed that voice. And the Holy Spirit said to me last week in the shower, obedience brings fruitfulness, not results. And our, our world has been so on the treadmill of results. The results in our careers, the results in our finances, the results in our bucket list and all the things that we want to do, the results for our children. And the Holy Spirit is like, oh, we don't need results, we need fruitfulness. And that comes from obedience. Can we learn to tune into his voice? Can we learn obedience? Because there is peace and well-being on that, on that road. Let's quickly turn, turn to John 16. I want to encourage you that the Lord knows that fear is a very natural response. So John 16 verse 33 says, And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me this is Jesus to his disciples. This is Jesus' word to me and to you. The peace which is in me will be in you. Ah. And will give you great confidence as you rest in me. What is our hard work? To rest in Jesus. This moment forces us like never before. We couldn't get off the treadmill by ourselves. And this moment forces us to learn to rest. And it will give us great confidence. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. But be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Do you know that that is an exact reflection of the words that God gave Joshua when he was told to, to go and take the promised land? You see, salvation, guys, is not coming out of something. Kashi and Julian Adams say this beautiful thing. Salvation is not bad people becoming good. It's dead people coming alive. You were completely recreated as a son and daughter of the Most High God. This is not something you work at. Salvation is a becoming alive to a whole new reality. And then it's actually expecting that the kingdom of God will work through, in and through you to transform the world around you and to bring the promised land, our promised land that is Jesus, into the world context. And so Jesus reminds us he's calling us to the impossible. He knows he's calling us to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. And it looks like giants and it looks like fortified cities and it looks like a big enemy. And so we need to have Joshua and Caleb eyes to see in the face of the impossible. He's saying, I know you fear. It's a natural response to fear. It's okay. It's normal. So did the Israelites feel that? 
but don't fear. Be brave and courageous for the peace that is within me I have placed inside of you. God is good. C.S. Lewis says God is good, but he's not tame. He is always safe, but he's not comfortable. And maybe we've got used to a comfortable God. And he's like, I am safe, but I'm wild. And we are going to take this planet for the kingdom. Be ready, be brave, and be courageous. It looks different than what you thought, but I'm on the move. And let peace be your God, and let peace be your guide. John 14, verse 27 Jesus says, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. The world gives fragile peace. What does fragile mean? It's defined as something easily broken or damaged. That peace that you feel for a moment and that quickly shatters and is broken that's the peace that the world gives. But the peace that Jesus gives is robust. It's flexible. It's strong. It's ready for this environment that we find ourselves in right now. And so I want to use this example and I give all credit to Melissa Halser. You can find a talk online on YouTube um, and it's called How to Deal with Stress. And she shows how sometimes our lives can feel like this. You literally feel like you're about to snap. You feel completely stretched. You're full of fear. You don't know where to go. And you feel like you're about to snap. Let's just quickly go to Psalm 46. It's a beautiful scripture to remind us of what we do in these moments. When you feel like this, the word says, surrender your anxiety. Another word for surrender Relax. Isn't that beautiful? Be silent and stop your striving and you will see that I am God. And so when we're feeling in this current environment that we're about to snap, that we don't know what to do, that we're just so full of fear and anxiety, let's learn to relax, to yield, to rest, to surrender, to lean in to the Holy Spirit that is closer than your next breath, underneath your skin, in your very being, to rest in Him. Stop our, our striving and to know and see that He is God. We're going to begin to see. We're going to begin to hear. We're going to begin to know how to move how to react, how to position ourselves in this time. Let's read the next verse 11. I am the God above all the nations, and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. Ha. Here he stands, the commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Let's pause in his presence. So just as we prepare for worship and just to worship together and we want to take communion at the end of worship, let's just relax in his presence this morning. Let's lean in to the presence of the Holy Spirit. I was doing that last night. I was taking my very stretched moment 
heart and just yielding into the presence of the Holy Spirit with me. And it was raining outside and I was like, Holy Spirit, and that's what my prayer is for us this morning. Will you come with your presence like the rain, bringing this beautiful connection from heaven to earth and saturate our minds and saturate our hearts saturate our bodies so that our lives look like heaven's rain has fallen on them and god i pray that as our our lives get watered by your presence that you would saturate every part of us and you would yield seed for the sower that in this place you would yield seed for provision for businesses for our communities, provision of finance, ideas, solutions, provision of kindness, provision of healing, everything that we need to plant in our communities for future growth and well-being. Holy Spirit, provide in our lives as you saturate us with your presence, seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Father, we pray that you would provide for our every daily need every need emotionally, every need physically, protect our families, protect our bodies, God, protect our communities and our well-being, protect and guard our peace and our joy, protect our businesses, our finances. Father, we receive that promise over our lives that you have called us to be a shelter and a resource for this city and for this community and for this nation. And so we saturate ourselves in your presence, Holy Spirit. We lean into you because you are bringing heaven to earth just through your presence in our lives. I pray for solutions. I pray for ideas. Just fill our minds, our hearts, our homes with your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Stay in this moment, friends. We're going to transition to the worship team taking over. And let's just lean in. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website, thecollectivechurch.co.za.